Today on Wisconsin Veterans Forward, we continue our dialogue, our interview with our friends from Feast of Crispian, which is a nonprofit organization that helps veterans uh, uh, deal with and, and, and cope with and overcome the stressors and traumas of post-traumatic stress through, uh, through drama, theater, acting, and in particular, Shakespeare. It really is an innovative thing. Uh, if you didn't listen to the first part of this interview, go back. Go back to episode 97. We'll be waiting here in 98, waiting uh, for you. You know, so no worries. Go back to 97, do your thing, and then catch up with us because there's a lot of good stuff in that. There's a lot of good stuff in this one, and then there's a lot of good stuff in the next one. There's just good stuff all around, so stay tuned. You are listening to Wisconsin Veterans Forward, Wisconsin's premier audio resource for veterans, military families, veteran-owned, and veteran-friendly businesses. Wisconsin Veterans Forward is brought to you by the Wisconsin Veterans Chamber of Commerce at wiveteranschamber.org. That's, and, and, I, and I do want to talk more about just the impact that you've seen in the transformation you've seen in some of the people that have engaged in uh, and also witnessed your your programming and 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 your performances. But I want to ask Nancy. I want to get to the question that's been in the back of my head. Why Shakespeare? What prompted Shakespeare of all things? And and why connect that to people dealing with post traumatic stress? Yeah, and um, difficult for me to to sum it up concisely because it's such a you know why we're here is. The, the, the three founders and, and facilitators that bring this, me and Bill and Jim, uh, is because Shakespeare was so much that way for us. It was just so powerful in our lives. And what I usually say is like most people who go into the arts and in any form of the arts, most people, not everybody, but most people are there to work out. They're there to process some kind of, of trauma that they've had in the past. It's just a, a, a way of uh, expressing it like kind of like what Mark says without getting negative feedback for actually right. saying I went through this trauma. Um, and so you, you put it out there in image and, and beauty essentially. Um, and mm. Shakespeare was just something that did that for us. It just, it, it really uh, expressed so many things for us and got us so deeply in touch with our own humanity when we were doing Shakespeare speaking those really incredible words. Um, but there's that aspect of it that that it's it's the stories are really are really so pertinent to everything that we are still working with as out of, as the human race right but also right. in shakespeare's day most people were in most men were in the military at some point and so that that mm-hmm. military undercurrent is is a huge part so many, even even in the comedies, so many of the comedies, like uh, for, um, Much Ado About Nothing, they are just coming back from war, and it's about that idea of uh, how what what do we do now as we're back from war, and and we're gonna you know get have romance and and be in these this this really um, wonderful. Now we're gonna have this wonderful life, right? Right. Um, well, and it's it's incredible how. Unfortunately, war has been such a large part of, you know, humanity 
And and if you look at our media, uh, you know, what we read, what we listen to, what we see in the movies and on the stage and whatnot, there's always uh, an undercurrent of, you know, maybe not directly like a war movie, but during the period of World War II or during the period of Vietnam or during the period of everything seems to be framed that way. So, so you, uh, so you have, go ahead. I'm just I'm just saying you're exactly right because it's the continuum of that. We just had a veteran this morning in our we have a class over at the VA uh, on Wednesday mornings and we had somebody this morning talking about how this work makes him feel not alone. When he when he does this work, he realizes that other people have felt this way forever. And so Right. Oh yeah, it's 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 it is tied to Tied to the human condition, uh, you know, unfortunately, war is war is never a good thing. And it's just some kind of reality of our of our world, unfortunately. But so so you had experience, you and the other founders with Shakespeare and the the kind of transformative and healing power of Shakespearean acting. Uh, So what what bridged the gap between that and you founding Feast of Crispian, a, you know, a, a nonprofit that serves predominantly veterans dealing with yeah. post-traumatic stress. Like what, what, what bridged the gap there? Well, that, that idea of what it had done for us, we thought, why not? And uh, there are, there are other examples of things that, that people working with Shakespeare in other ways, like the Shakespeare in the prisons has been going on for, you know, decades. Oh, I didn't so know that. The idea came and then, yeah. Then through through the I, through the years, there's just so much more amazing stuff about the way uh, I, I can't get off this without also talking about the fact that oh, another part of my background is that I'm a somatic body th- body work therapist as well. So I'm really interested in how the brain and the body work together and how we can harness mm. that as as a tool. And in so many bits of uh, cutting edge science over the last decade, we've seen how the language of Shakespeare is incredibly powerful in the brain. It just works completely differently in the brain than, than mm. everyday language. And that actually goes directly to helping the brain be used in a different way for people who have PTSD. When, when you have PTSD, all the sensory parts of the brain are taken offline. They're not disconnected. There, there's not a, there's not an injury there, but the, in nature, if, if we're, we're coping with something, we'll, we'll numb out the parts that are really causing us problems and and hurting Mm. us and bothering us and giving us bad feelings. And so those are all those sensory parts and that part of the brain goes offline when you're using metaphor, like, uh, you know, Shakespeare is poetry. And so it's just loaded with metaphor, which is that combat that uh, uh, you're, you're comparing two unlike things. So imagine Mm. comparing two unlike things, you have to go into the sensory parts of your brain and go, what's my experience with these two things that I can tie together that I can see some similarities in. And when you when you do that, you gently open up those parts of the brain again. So you're asking the sensory parts of their brain to come back online. And the thing about the sensory parts of the brain is it puts this little ripple of feeling in the body. You you have a sensation in the body and it's usually it's so small. It's not something that you're going to be aware of, but it's there. Uh, Anything that goes on in the brain, the body participates in 
And so what we want for them is to start to be able to access some of this feeling again and, uh, and, and open up the fact that then they can have some, there's a possibility for good feelings to happen as well mm. and to process out the, the feel. And, and I've really come to the point where I don't even like to call it good and bad feelings anymore. Um, because all of the emotions are so important to, right. to our life. It's really I learned something to- similar from watching Daniel Tiger with my son. It's uh, there's not, you know, all emotions <laughs> are valid. Sometimes yes. you feel two feelings at the same time and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, big yeah. Daniel Tiger fan over here. Uh, so as far as dealing with emotions is concerned and, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw this one at Mark. Uh, so if you have the typical stereotypical military veteran archetype, the average civilian can't really picture you know, like you said, the tough and gruff deal with it, go to the bar, handle yeah. it, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, just, you know, like well, just deal with it. How do you get them, first of all, interested in Shakespearean theater? And then how do you get them to go on stage and open up? That's got to be like well, challenging. I think that kind of coattails to the outset of this uh, podcast when you were mentioning the 22 suicides a day. Hmm. And I also think that uh, tied into that, you know, well, uh, you know, the definition of insanity is, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So we have these suicides every day, but we keep doing these same interventions or we, you know, uh, the culture hasn't adjusted. So veterans continue to just keep going to the bar, suppressing all of those emotions, uh, you know, and of course, you know, our culture is very militaristic, uh, you know, and, you know, your experience in the military is is in large part to desensitize you, you know, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and of course, if you are a combat veteran or have been exposed in a combat environment, it just ex- is exacerbated by several orders of magnitude. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, just, what was the question again? Just so uh, how do you how do you how do you oh. get? Well, someone dealing with those issues to join you and get on stage. And yeah, well, loose. they got to see it, you know, and I think a large part is guys like me or like you, other veterans of uh, having that courage and making a decision that I'm not going to repeat the same mistakes, you know, where someone's got to jump off of that wheel and um, and uh, try something else. For me personally, I mean, I, I, I took all the pills. Uh, I've been through the PTS programs at the VA uh, a couple of times. Um, you know, so I've done everything that they said and, and it didn't make me feel any better. In fact, it made mm-hmm. me feel worse, you know, to be quite frank. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not to disparage the VA or, or anything like that. That's not why we're here. Um, but I do. It works for that, some people that that approach works for some people, but not everybody. Perfectly fine. I think that uh, we can you know, we don't have to put ourselves in a box. I think that what we no. do here at Feast, of course, is, you know, not the end all be all. Um, it's not a panacea in that in that regard, but I think as a supplement or as an alternate to uh, the clinical side of things, because, you know, the clinical side of things is developed around a very Freudian uh, uh, functional, you know, input, output, diagnosis, treatment, you know, which is good for, for some people. Maybe that's effective. But I think for a large part, there's a huge gap, which has yeah. to do with the more human and spiritual component of, of the veteran experience. That I think we're, you know, the 22 veteran suicides a day. Look, if that model was so effective, we wouldn't have these outcomes. Right. right? So oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we need to be more innovative. And what Nancy and these guys have done here with Feast of Crispin and other nonprofits that are very specific and focused, like you mentioned earlier, um, 
you know, that are valid and everything are trying to think outside that box. And that's exactly what I think we've done here. And I think it's incredibly potent. And it has been for me. Like, it has completely blown open a world of things for me that I never thought because I was exactly yeah. that archetype you mentioned. Oh, I mean, yeah. You would have talked to me five, six years ago about, hey, man, let's go do Shakespeare to get over. I would have just <laughs> You'd have laughed and yeah. reached out and said, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, you I'm know, a it's, tough it's, guy. I'm a Marine. That's that's not what I do. But that's that's the ego side of things talk. And mm-hmm. I think if other veterans see other veterans actually getting some uh, uh, benefit out of this, then that will affect the culture uh, at large. And I think it is. I think it is. You know, I think the the way that I the way that I look at it, hearkening back to your your previous point, is the the VA and the clinical end of things. That's a hammer. Yes, and not not, not everybody's problems are nails. Well, some like people, you say, if you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? Right, exactly. Some people's problems are are nails. Yeah. Some people's problems are screws, and you need a screwdriver sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you need a hammer to tap uh, the first part of a screw in, and then you need a screwdriver to finish it off or what, you know, like sometimes the tools need to work together. Sometimes you uh, need Shakespeare. Sometimes you need, yeah, Shakespeare's a screwdriver. Uh, I think it's, I think it's really interesting. I think we're in a very unique moment in this in, in time and when it, uh, as this goes, because I think I do see a shift and, and I, uh, you know, a shift in the consciousness of the veteran community which I think will eventually affect the larger uh, society, you know, because the veteran community is usually that we're always the tip of the spear. It doesn't matter if we're in the military or not in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, uh, people uh, pay attention to the veterans, man. And uh, if they mm-hmm. see veterans and they see the things that are working for them, well, then it can work for them too. So I think it's really opening the door to a lot of uh, very, really good things, really good things. Man, groundbreaking stuff, man. I love this organization. Good people doing good things. We need more nonprofit organizations like this one, targeted, doing a specific thing, uh, you know, in a specific way, trying to attack a specific problem. We need more nonprofits just like this. These guys are awesome. Uh, Check them out. We'll put their link, obviously, in the show notes. We're going to finish this interview in the very next episode of Wisconsin Veterans Forward, episode 99. I can't even believe it. We're going to hit 100 by the end of the year. That's crazy. Crazy. Hope you enjoyed episode 98. 99's coming up next, and we'll see you over there. Thank you for joining us on Wisconsin Veterans Forward, brought to you by the Wisconsin Veterans Chamber of Commerce. Please visit us at WIVeteransChamber.org, read our blog, sign up for our newsletter, and follow us across all social media platforms.